Hi, I'm Zev, and this is episode 3 of the Father and Son Finances podcast. This episode is all about budgets and saving. Hi, I'm Morris, Zev's father, and I've been working in the financial services sector for more than 20 years. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most basic tools that one uses when looking at one's savings, and that is a budget. So, Dad, what is a budget? So, a budget's a very simple look at looking at income that you're earning as well as expenses that you've got and normally you would do it over a year or you could do it over a shorter period like a month and see where your expenses and versus your income compare and this allows you to 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 really model and predict if you're actually going to be saving money or you'd be spending more money than you you actually earning. So dad why would someone need a budget? So I think that's really about it's uh, the first step in planning one's investment journey. Uh, it's an important step in, in understanding savings and how much one can potentially be saving each month. And therefore, you really want to have a budget as a tool for you to allow you to plan the future. I think what is important is, again, the emotional element of the word budget. Often, when we talk about money, there's a lot of negative associations and emotions. And budget is sometimes thought of as a swear word. Oh, my God, I have to stick to my budget. It's so limiting. I can't uh, do anything. And I think one important lesson to learn is budget is not a good thing or a bad thing. It is really a tool that one uses to assist one in making the right choices. And that's why I think it's important to really look at a budget and say, this is not a bad thing. This is something that I can use to help me to plan better. So, Dad, why doesn't everyone use a budget? So, I think often it comes back to the association. Most people have tried to stick to some sort of budget in the past. And they've had a lot of negative feelings about it. And therefore, they choose not to want to deal with it. So if, you know, if I don't know if my expenses are bigger than my, my income, then I don't have to actually deal with the issue that I'm actually not saving, but I'm actually getting into more and more debt. So people don't want to really face reality, then they don't want to actually address their problems and use a budget. Now, tools, a budget is a very simple tool. You really list what your income is at the top, and it might just be your salary initially. Uh, it could also be... Um, some passive incomes from investments, interest earned, etc. I think in, at one's early stages of learning to invest, the income side is, is obviously very important, but I think there needs to be a lot of focus on the expenses. And so what you would do is you'd list all your different expenses that you'd normally have on a day-to-day basis. So this might be rent or mortgage payments. This might be electricity, school fees, food budgets, maybe car payments, petrol, and then you can actually add all this up and look at it over a year and then see that um, if you actually are bringing in more money and then you actually are saving or more expenses and then you're actually creating more debt. And that was obviously a negative. One is a budget, the initial stage of a plan. And then what you would do is you would then go each month and check if you're within your budget. And it's not about being so restrictive. So I really want to urge everybody listening that when planning your budget, don't feel that you have to stick to it perfectly. I think it's important that 
there, it should be an area that helps you limit your choices. It helps you choose where you want to be spending your money. But it doesn't have to be something that's so limiting that if you've spent all your money on food this month, then you can't buy any more food. I think it's more about just seeing where you're spending. And then over time, it's adapting. So normally what we would do, Zev, is um, mom and me would, at the beginning of every year, sit down and look at what our expenses have been over the last year. And, and then we would adjust and see how much we should be spending each month on the different items that we think are important. And then each month thereafter, mom would, would check our bank statements and we would just see where we've actually been spending and comparing if we actually were good at predicting how much we were spending where. And then each month we can adjust a little bit. So if we see we spend too much money on clothes or we're spending too much money on maintenance in the house, that we can try to be a little bit more conservative in those areas or find other places where we could save money um, so that overall uh, we're still sticking within the budget over a year span. So it's not a short-term thing. It's not, did I stick to my budget today or this month? But it's really, where did I land over the year? And then um, then the next year, re-looking at it and being honest with oneself. You know, I think saying I'm only going to spend a very little bit of money on food and then I have actually have to eat is, is lying to oneself. So it's not about lying to oneself or forcing oneself to, to really limit oneself. It's really about choices. And that's the main lesson I'd like you to learn around budgets is budgets are a tool to help you make the right choices. So, Dad, what are your biggest expenses? So, it's funny that you ask that because expenses are often, everyone looks at it and saying, oh, that one extra cup of coffee, you know, it adds up. And it does. But you're really your biggest expenses are often these, what I would call, fixed costs. You don't have very much control over them. Things like, School fees, mortgage payments, like paying, you know, paying for your house, or rates and taxes, electricity, insurances. So a lot of your fixed costs, expenses that you really have no control over, are often your biggest expenses. Certainly tax is a huge big expense, but it's something we obviously do need to pay. When you would look at your your list of expenses, you'd be quite surprised that you might earn, I'm just gonna use a round number like a hundred. For every 100 rand you earn, you might find that before you've even started to have choices in the sense of what food or, or if you could buy you know, a new TV or those kind of things, you've actually spent about 70 to 80% of your money on just putting the lights on, paying for your school fees, paying for your basic necessities like electricity, uh, possibly paying off for car payments and, and house payments. And what the lesson there is really not to create too many fixed expenses. So don't overextend yourself. Don't get such a big house that you have to have pay big bond payments and really try to, to limit those expenses. Certainly, you don't want to be paying a lot of fixed costs in car payments. And, and obviously, there are some insurances and like medical aid and other expenses like school fees that you do need to pay and you should be happy to pay them. And then I suppose another cost that a lot of people don't understand is actually a very big cost when we look at our expenses are these once-offs. You go on a holiday. One holiday at the end of the year, when you divide that by 12 months, is actually a big expense every month. You might only experience it once a year, but when you spread it over the, over the whole year, you actually have to be saving for it each month. And, and similarly, your car can break down. So maintaining your car or the house, taps break, 
Um, you need new, uh, you know, paint the house every few years. So those maintenance costs actually do add up and they're quite big. And I think often people find that they always have these one sort of surprises and they're actually not surprises. They actually are expenses that you can budget for. You know that your car is going to need to change its tires. You know that you're going to want to service your car once a year. You know that you're going to want to paint your house and maintain your house and taps will break. And, and things, you know, the garden sometimes needs to, to use new plants and needs to be fixed up. Um, the swimming pool, we've got a, a nice heated cover for our pool. That cover, generally, the chemicals, all those things do eat into it. Not once every two or three years, you need to replace it. All these things become, look like they're surprised, oh my God, but they're actually ongoing expenses, but they're happening maybe on a two or three year basis. And it's important to plan for that on a monthly basis, saving a little bit, little bit each month for these kind of expenses. So what happens if you don't keep your budget and you go over it and your expenses become larger than your income? So that's a, a great question and probably a question a lot of people are, when we talk about budgets, have that issue. So obviously if it happens in one month, you know, sometimes we all have the odd month where we, we have a lot of expenses hit us. And you can sometimes see it. You know that you're going to service your car. You know you're going to change your tires. And you might want to be going on a holiday. And then you're going to spend more money that month than you earned. But you've hopefully saved for it over time. And then it's not an issue because you knew it was happening. Um, so I wouldn't... And I also don't want to say to anybody that if there's one month where, let's say, you're entertaining a lot and your food budget is a little bit more expensive than you normally have it, that, that shouldn't worry you. I think... That's fine. I think you can manage those those ebbs and flows. Um, sometimes they're cyclical. That what I mean by cyclical, they they go through. You know, December is maybe a more expensive month because of uh, for some people it's Christmas, but also it's a holiday month and people go away on holidays. Whereas um, you know other months would be less expensive. You know, so that isn't an issue. But if when you're planning your budget for the full year and you're looking at all your expenses, and you're thinking about, I want to go on holiday, and I've got these monthly expenses that I have to spend every day, and you work out that what you spend in a year is more than what you earn in a year, then you've got a very big problem, because now your expenses, it's not once-offs, but you actually your expenses are now more than your, your earning, and therefore you're going to be eating into savings, or you're going to be getting into debt. And the problem with debt is you get interest costs on debt, and then you get even more expenses and getting into more debt. So simple answer is again, a budget's about choices. And this is where you're gonna to have to make some tough choices. And it's not a nice thing to say um, to all our listeners, but if your, your expenses are bigger than your income on a consistent basis, then you're gonna to have to make some tough decisions. So dad, what happens if your fixed expenses become larger than your income? So, Zev, that is exactly what we're talking about here. Probably 70% of, of one's expenses are generally fixed. And when we talk about fixed, it means it's not really changing. You don't have much choice each month on a short-term basis to, to change that. So, a variable cost might be your food budget. You know, some months you spend more money on food, some months you spend less. Another variable cost would be something like clothes. Sometimes you spend a lot of money on your clothes budget, sometimes you spend less. However, fixed costs would be school fees, mortgage payments, um, interest payments on credit cards, things like that. And you really want to really reduce your fixed costs as much as possible because it's those costs that really 
feel very restrictive. But it's important that you've made choices in the past that have created those fixed expenses. And therefore, you've got the ability to make choices now to change those fixed costs. It's, but they're big kind of choices. So what I mean by that is, for instance, if you've got car payments, a lot of people have car payments, and, and that's because you bought a car at, at some point in time, and now you have to pay it off. Now, if that cost is too, too much, what you really need to realize is not to get another car when, you know, if your car's been around for three years, but rather keep the same car you've always had or even sell a fancy car and get a, a less fancy car and then your payments and then not have payments, but actually pay for it with the sale of your more expensive car. And now that's a horrible thing to have to do because now you down, you feel like you're downgrading your car, you're getting a worse car. Or another fixed cost might be a house. And if maybe your house is too big, maybe you need to downsize to a smaller home. Um, or maybe you've got certain uh, expenses where you've got, uh, you know, many people, uh, you've got, I don't know, DSTV or uh, a subscription service that you're paying for every month. Um, or you've got certain insurances and, and as much as you do want to have, you know, medical aid, maybe you've got this top of the medical aid plan and what you need to really downgrade to a, a, a lower plan. But then you've also got to, you know, make some tough decisions around what um, medical uh, visits you're going to have to the doctors and, and what's necessary and what's not necessary. So often over time, as one um, increases one's salary, we find more fixed costs, bigger house, bigger car. Um, your kids grow up, they want, uh, you know, subscription service to PlayStation, things like that. Now, if you can't afford all of that, then you're going to have to sit down at some point when you're looking at your budget and realize that you actually got these fixed costs, exactly what you're saying, that are outweighing your um, your income, and you've actually got to change that. And and probably the main important way of doing that is, is to make some tough long-term decisions. No new cell phone contracts, no new cars. Um, maybe downsizing your house, um, probably not having this big holiday at the end of every year. Um, it maybe it's only every second year you can have a, a big fancy holiday. So those are the kind of things you need to, to think about. Um, and certainly if you've got debt and you're paying a lot of your fixed costs as interest costs, mortgage payments, credit card interest, then you know having fancy holidays or, or you know doing certain things should really be limited and you really need to change your lifestyle and i think that's the key most people don't like to use budgets because sometimes the decision is i have to change my lifestyle and that's not an easy choice but it's an important choice because i think once you choose to change make the right choices then you can start making better choices and then you can start saving money slowly, and then we can start talking about investing. Um, so I really want to encourage everybody to, to take the first step, write down what expenses, what income you're earning, look at your budget from an annual basis, even a multi-annual basis, really try to understand what you're spending, and then go and start making decisions of what you want to spend your money on. So for instance, you know, that cup of coffee every day, if that's something important to you that you want to go buy a 20 rand cup of coffee from a fancy coffee place, go ahead, enjoy it. No one's forcing you not to have that cup of coffee, but that might mean that you need to make a tough decision where you're saying, well, I'm not going to have the fancy cell phone contract um, or I'm going to only have to go on holiday every second year because that cup of coffee is more important. And that's what 
life is really about in a lot of respects. It's life is choices. Life is doing the right thing, making decisions. And um, so I suppose it comes to, Zev, for you, what would be important expenses that you currently would spend your money on? So my expenses would be like a PlayStation, a subscription, or a game, or maybe I want to get a better cell phone, or maybe get some food once in a while, or I could maybe get some new new clothes, or like a laptop, or books. It could be various things. Yeah, so I think for you right now, you, you know, you don't have too many fixed expenses. Probably the only expense that's maybe fixed uh, each new month is uh, the PlayStation Plus subscription, which gets you a number of games. Then I suppose most of your other expenses are quite variable. You know, going with friends out for supper to a restaurant or going to the tuck shop once in a while. Or like you're saying, you know, we, we obviously buy you clothes, but you might want to have some other types of clothes. So I want to ask a question. We've been talking about budgets and how to get your budget going and what's important about it. But I want to ask a question. We haven't really talked about saving. So you have your budget now. You're getting money. You're getting a bit of saving. Now, how do I use some saving? Where should I put it? And how do I make it like grow over time? And when should I use it? So, Zev, I mean, that's quite a large subject to discuss, really investing on savings. But I think it's important what you've said. If your income or your earnings isn't bigger than your expenses, then, then you're starting to actually start saving money. Initially, you can put it into a bank account and earn a little bit of interest, and, and eventually what we're going to want to do is invest it into the markets and, and a lot of other opportunities and how we can actually grow that investment without risking it. I think risk is important. But part of saving is you want to save for something. So there's different reasons why you want to save. So maybe for you, you know, a new cell phone is a long-term expense. Something that's not going to happen this year, but maybe in a few years' time you want to get a, a new cell phone. And then you'd want to save, instead of going to the tuck shop you know, every week, you'd put a bit of money away, keep it in a bank account, save it. And over time that adds up. And then in, in a year or two's time, you can actually buy a new cell phone. So that might be a little bit of a longer term um, expense for yourself. For me, it might be saving up for a new car or, or saving up for your bar mitzvah or things like that. Um, then there are other types of savings where one might want to save for, you know, education purposes, university studies, overseas, etc., or trips. Um, and then you've got even, you know, more bigger saving type items where you might want to save for retirement. So I'm working a job. Eventually, I want to, uh, you know, at 65 years old, I might want to retire and stop working. And then I would want to have enough savings there to, that I can live off. So I think as probably one of our next topics or maybe not the next topic, but a very important topic is really going to be around once we can start saving and actually building up a capital base of money, how are we going to make that work for us and generate income? So that, that sounds like a good place to end the podcast. Now that people can use budgets and start saving, we can move on to other advanced things. So thank you to the listeners for listening to episode three of the Father and Son Finances podcast.